Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. Today, I finally got around to seeing John Wick, Chapter 4. You know, the reason I didn't catch it right as it released. I hadn't seen Parabellum, John Wick 3, or Chapter 3. So, you know, I had to do a little little education first. Get caught up and, you know, kind of like John Wick, Chapter 3. Chapter 4 takes place almost immediately after the events of the last film. And to no surprise, John Wick is still on the run. Everybody's still after him. The bounties are live. Only this time, there's almost three hours that John Wick has to kill people. And that's pretty much all he does. Um, To be fair, I think more so than any of the other John Wick films, I felt more satisfied in the sense of story, um, whether it was backstory with some uh, side characters or just actually having more of a plot to a degree than some of the last films. Um, Not that I didn't enjoy the last few John Wicks. Um, Certainly, they get insanely creative with some of the kills, uh, with some of the fighting, which is awesome to watch. But weirdly, in some of the, I don't know, in the previous film, Chapter 3, I kind of got wore out a little bit by the end. I was like, I was feeling the fatigue that John was feeling at the end of the movie where it's like, okay, you know, you spent the better part of this movie kicking ass and taking names, but also taking some seriously brutal beatings. And, you know, I was just kind of like, okay, you know, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's end it. You know, he's winded, but we know he's going to do it. We know, you know, it's John Wick. Come on. You know, there's no one this man can't take on and take down. So chapter four sees John globetrotting a little bit, um, certainly looking for help from any old allies that he can, which leads to a very unfortunate meeting with Donnie Yen, who plays Kane, a blind master swordsman, master fighter, who, uh, of course has his own life and his own child at stake if he doesn't help kill John. Enrolled by the Marquis, played by Bill Skarsgård, otherwise known as Pennywise. Um, You know, love Bill Skarsgård. For whatever reason, I wasn't totally impressed with his Russian accent, or necessarily him in this film. He's usually quite good. Um, I don't know if that's just because he wasn't utilized in a unique way. Not that he has to. Um, you know, I was never really intimidated by his villain, um, like some of the previous villains. But, you know, regardless of that, you've got Donnie Yen on your side. And what that means is so much of this movie was master swordsmanship, um, really, really creative sword and gunplay both at the same time. Um, you might know Donnie Yen from Ip Man, uh, Star Wars, Rogue One. Um, he plays Churin. There's so many films you've probably seen him in kicking ass. Um, and even though he's kind of a bad guy in this movie, you know, there is an aspect where you're still kind of rooting for him. I mean, like, love watching John take people down. But when you bring a cane and the sword into play, things get really cool. Um, and so, you know, of course, in Osaka, you have another continental hotel, 
run by uh, Shimaza, played by Hiroyuki Sanada, who you might recognize from Westworld, uh, The Wolverine, 47 Ronin. Uh, he was just recently in Bullet Train, Army of the Dead. Uh, he is, you know, when I think of, you know, I don't want to say, he's not your stereotypical Japanese warrior actor, but... You know, he certainly plays one here and there, um, and he's just fantastic in the role. Um, his role as a shogun in Westworld was some of the best, I think, episodes that uh, season two had, which really, for me, stood out more so than season one. Um, but, you know, he just brings such a level of stoicism and such an interesting and serious demeanor to everything. So when he and Donnie Yen get in the ring together, I mean, it was just a battle of swords and wits, and it was so awesome. Um, you know, because one thing that these movies have also shown is, all right, you know, there's a future where we're going to get bulletproof suit jackets. Um, and so I will say, you know, the first few times I'd seen that in the series, it was kind of like, all right, you know, that seems a little cheap. But I suppose if you're going to be taken on 50 times the amount of people that Liam Neeson took on and taken, you're going to need some Kevlar. So, you know, I think this movie gets pretty creative with how they utilize some of the combat using some of that defense, um, you know, super close quarters combat as always, um, some great nunchuck and axe and hatchet throwing. Um, I, you know, this movie and these movies in a, Final Destination, The Boys, you know, whatever the metaphor is, you know, they're like, how can we one-up ourselves? How can we show you something so fucked up or just so awesome and like, oh my god, I can't believe that not only did this man just get hit by a car, but while he is flipping in serious pain in midair, we're going to shoot him in the head. <laughs> I mean, I just, I saw so many things. Um... And, you know, it was a pretty decently packed theater, actually, for 10.40 in the morning on a Friday. Um, but, you know, there were tons of just, like, oh, my God, like, gasps and audible, like, yes, like, oh, my God. You know, just so many noises that can only be uh, brought to you by just some incredible choreography and stunt work, uh, which director Chad Stahelski, you know, to his credit, you know, this man has done 77 different films as a stunt coordinator, action choreographer, or stuntman himself. Um, anything from Hunger Games and Deadpool, Sherlock Holmes, Spy Kids, um, the Rambo movies. I'm like, some of the Rambo movies, 300. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And, you know, that totally makes some sense. Spider-Man movies, The Matrix. I mean, this guy knows good action. Um, and he knows how to make a lot of it look really great. Um, and so weirdly what stood out to me more than anything in these films is, well, it stood out to me last film. Keanu, not that he's getting tired. You know, I think he's getting a little bit slower in some of his, uh, some of his movements. Um, and most of these scenes do feel like they're pretty long sequences. You know, they're not just going to shoot two seconds at a time or one little stunt after the other. You know, it's like, how much can we get in one fluid tracking shot? Um, and there's some great sequences, but it's only a few times with Keanu where I was like, all right, I don't know if they meant that to be like slow motion, 
or if he's just kind of a little slow with it. Um, Cause everybody else, you know, around him is kind of keeping it pretty quick. Um, and you know, as per the usual in the last films as well, Keanu Reeves probably says 50 some words. There was some whole tweet breakdown of how much money he made for the, the film versus how many words he says. And it's like, Oh, you know, Keanu Reeves is making like half a million dollars per word that he's saying. Um, and I don't know. I, you know, when I think of your silent heroes or your men of few words, obviously Neo is his own character and it worked for that character. The way that Keanu Reeves speaks as John Wick sometimes is super odd. I don't like, it's like he doesn't know how to speak or how to speak English because everyone else around him is like, ah, yes, John, how are you doing today? And he's like, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm like, are you? Because you don't sound good. Um, you know, again, these are, these are small gripes. This isn't necessarily a movie that's supposed to be all about its, uh, screenplay. Um, so, you know, you're going to see it for the same reasons you went and saw the last ones. It's just an insane over the top action fest of the most creative and ridiculous stunts you'll probably see. Um, you know, another clip that had gone viral on Twitter, uh, for a great reason, um, is this man getting thrown down an escalator, a moving escalator. Um, and you know, like a lot of the guys in these films, you know, they're heavily armored. So, you know, I'm sure it reduced a little bit of the impact, but oh my God, watching him fall and clunk and land and roll. And it ended up being like, not a throwaway scene in the movie, but it's like two seconds it happens, not even related to where John is, and you kind of move on from it. But people were discussing, you know, the dedication of the stunt person craft. Um, Tom Cruise has long advocated for it. So many people have long advocated for having a best stunt category, whether it's best stunts and choreography, um, best action sequences, whatever it is. Um, so many of these people deserve to be recognized uh, for their contributions, just like everybody else who puts their heart and soul into a movie. Um, and when you talk about accessibility and bringing in bigger audiences to come and watch these awards, most people go and see these awesome action movies and have the same thoughts where they're like, oh my God, that was incredible. You know, there's dance work, there's fight work, there's gun work. I'm like, there's knife fights that are so incredible. I love when people do the whole little, you know, you get your little foot shuffle. Obviously you can't see it here, but the, I don't know. They always shuffle their feet as they're kind of getting ready to fight or get that first strike. Um, you know, these movies are great, really great at what they do. Um, so chapter four here is no exception. You know, I'm, I'm not saying you have to see it on the biggest screen. You know, it definitely helps. Some of the action is definitely larger than life um but you know if this is something you happen to catch at home i imagine it's going to play just as well um it certainly brings new players into the fold as well um shamir anderson plays you know he's just called tracker in the movie because everyone is just you know manager protege tracker marquee you know it's mostly mostly code names for people uh, but newcomer Shamir Anderson, he was great. You know, he kind of gets a uh, 
canine companion of his own, a la John Wick in the beginning. Um, and he, I don't know, he brings a, a kind of cocky but confident energy into this whole world of the high table and all these old rules and lasting, almost medieval, archaic traditions. Um, and so you throw him into the mix along with Donnie Yen. You know, it's just trouble all around for John. And for so much of the movie, you know, it really is just trouble. There was one point, probably almost at the two-hour mark, where I was like, this is almost over, isn't it? I'm like, what is going to happen next? Or I'm like, you know, I, I check my watch and I'm like, okay, I know I've got at least like 30 or 40 minutes left. I'm like, how crazy is this ending going to be? And it was crazy. And it was just nonstop. Um, and again, you know, for seeing this at 1040 in the morning, being semi groggy, but munching on popcorn and some, uh, oh gosh, what are those called? I can't think of the right words right now. They're the little caramel guys, the caramel and the chocolate. I was just eating some. You know what? It's going to come back to me. Um, but no, for going at 1040 in the morning, it was great. I was more than sufficiently entertained. It never felt like an almost three-hour movie. And, you know, I know they're doing some two or three John Wick spinoffs. But, uh, you know, I'll look forward to those, if not for anything more than just a uh, an enjoyable and entertaining time. Rest in peace to Lance Riddick. Uh, who played Sharon um, in these films? You know, it was uh, it was nice hearing Keanu and some of the other actors kind of talking about it at the premiere of the film because um, unfortunately he didn't live to make it to the premiere of the film. Um, and just what an incredible life that he led! I almost just I just wish there was more that he did or that more that we got to see from him in this movie. Um, but. Uh, but, you know, I think they did a, a good little job kind of giving him a tribute as well. So there you have it. John Wick 4. Go see it. If you need a relaxing, mindless day at the movies, this is the best way to go. Because, again, there's really nothing out right now. The Renfield Vampire movie, everything that I've been reading from my trusted sources, and mind you, they are highly trusted. Add, it's a pass. So that's why we went with Wick instead, and it did not disappoint. And Milk Duds, that was the name I was looking for. Milk Duds and some buttered popcorn, a little bit of Dr. Pepper. Can't have a better time at the movies than that. Thanks again for listening, you guys, and we'll see you next time.